Welcome to It's Ms. Max Health and Culture. Health is a way of living and the mindset. Culture is a way of being and honoring who we are as a people. Fuse it together for a way of vibing. Take this journey with me. I'll see you inside. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's Maxine from Is Miss Max Health and Culture. I am so glad to be back in the house. It's been a minute, but guess what? We're back here, very strong, ready to take on the new year. And I just want to give a special shout out to super producer Cindy Ashby, because of course, without her, none of this would be possible. None of this at all will be possible. So we thank you, Cindy, for everything that you do. And we thank you for being on here live today. But guess what? If for whatever reason you happen to miss this live, don't worry, we got you. You can always catch us, the re catch the replay on SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, but but we prefer that you come sign up with otwtube.com. And also remember to check us out at onthewakeupradio.com where we are streaming 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And just come check us out. We're we're the we're the we're all amazing here. Okay. And without any further ado, I would like to introduce DJ Cake Mix. Hey, Ma. Thank you for having me. Yes. And this is my daughter, by the way. And don't get it it twisted. She is a woman in her own right. Okay. (laughs) But why I'm so fascinated about Kirsten being here today, aka DJ Cake Mix, is because she is 10% of females who is a DJ. And and she's a, a damn good one, too. And so, you know, DJ Cake Mix, Kirsten, tell people a little bit about yourself and how you broke into the DJ industry. Thank you, Mom. Well, I started in 2015. Um, what what made me start my DJ career was just by me going out to the clubs and you know listening to the music. And I would always think like the music is so boring. Like you know we have so many music selections, so many eras. And I just felt like everybody was just doing the same thing. So what inspired me to start was I I felt like I could bring something to the table. I felt like I can bring, yeah, let's play the top 40. Let's play the popular music. But at the end of the day, we have so many timeless music. You know, I felt like that's what makes me different. And that's what inspired me to start in 2015. So, um, I, I learned how to DJ on my own. I didn't have any mentor. Uh, I learned on YouTube. I learned with experience. I learned with making a ton of mistakes. And here I am today, 2022, strong today, still doing it. And I think that's amazing because I know that this industry is not easy. It's no. not easy being a DJ, much less a female DJ, right? And so I give you kudos for that. But I also know that it's been a long road, right? Trying to figure out how it's going to be. So tell us, like, what was it now? Like, what was it when you first started compared to how it is now? Just give us a little insight about that journey. It's not just the ones and twos, right? Just getting on there, putting up some speakers. It's a lot more to that, right? 
it's a lot more to that. It's a lot of psychology involved. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of, you know, crowd reading. You have to know your audience, study the audience in order to curate a, a music selection that will please everybody. Um, it's about not just sticking in one genre of music. It's about kind of taking, I like to take everybody on a journey, right? It's not just about staying up all the time. It's like, when I play music, I want people to be like, well, I haven't heard that in a long time and get people up on their, their feet. You know what I mean? I want people to feel inspired when I DJ. And it's a lot deeper for me. And, and that's what I really love about your music is because you play to the crowd. Yeah. And that's what makes you stand out. And I've been at your to your venues where you partied and I've seen every time, you know, there's those group of people that get on the dance floor. And you don't see that all the time because I've gone back to those same venues and I'm like, uh, this DJ yeah. doesn't have those people on the floor. Exactly. Exactly. And that's how I felt when I would go out to venues. I would go, I'm like, okay, they're playing what's on the radio. But as a DJ, I feel like it's your job to really dig deep. It's still a form of art. It's still a form of uh, being a creator and not just playing what's on the radio. Like really study, really study your audience and and play what you think that they want to hear and so that's i feel like that's what makes me different and that's what makes me stand out and i still feel that today there's a lot of djs that just play the top 40 they're not afraid to take risk and stuff like that i don't care i i'm gonna go i'll play anywhere from top 40 to luther vandross tina marie to al green i'll put it all out there and, and that's great because now going back, you talked about the psychology of the music. So like, just say you're doing a gig and you see the crowd is dying. You know, how do you read that crowd? Or how do you determine what music based on your crowd that you're going to play to get them on the dance floor? What has worked for you? I'm glad you asked me that because that comes, that comes uh, to my mind at every gig. I mean, at, at a point everybody gets tired of dancing everybody sit down or you know there's been some gigs i've done where it's just a hard crowd <laughs> and it's my job to kind of study who they are and put those tunes in so what i do is i play a tune and i look at the person tapping their feet i look at them bobbing their head i'm like okay if they're tapping their feet to this song, then I know they'll like the next song that I'm going to queue up. So I'm studying, I'm reading them the whole time. And I'm also looking at the age group that I'm playing to. That's, that's a huge factor. You know what I mean? If I have a 35 and up crowd, I'm going to play 2000s, 90s. I'm going to put on those 80s hits. Hey, I may even put on a little 70s hit. You know what I mean? something that's going to be like, oh, I haven't heard that in a minute, and I'm, they're going to get up and dance. So you have to read the crowd that way. So yeah, that, really makes, yeah, that makes Right, that makes a difference. And let me ask you another question that's important. Now, earlier I talked about that there's only 10% of DJs. That's, that means 90% of men are in this DJing business. Mm -hmm. How are you perceived when you come into the door? Have you seen, have you felt any prejudice as a, as a female DJ coming in the door? And then it's kind of like, oh, they have to warm up to you. How has that, how has that experience been for you? Yeah, actually, you know, surprisingly, I've gotten more 
prejudiceness from women. <laughs> they look at me, they're like, oh, okay, let me see what she could do. You know what I mean? The men, they're they're kind of cool. You know, they show me love. They're pretty much neutral, but it's the women that they're they're used to the male DJs. You know what I mean? And there's been times where I'm unloading my equipment, getting in gear, and I hear them talking like, oh, yeah. Oh, that's the DJ. Let me, well, let me see what she could do. What's her name? Oh, look at her logo. And as soon as I put on that first song, you know what I mean? Uh, that's when they they come up to me right away. They're like, you know what? I, you know what? I didn't, what you know about that? You know what I mean? And I love that. I love the challenge. I love when people um, underestimate me because, you know, that makes me want to play music to please them even more. And um, I mean, it doesn't bother me, to be honest with you, Ma. I'm used to it. Yeah, and that's good to know, because like I said, I call you the closer, meaning <laughs> that you're the one that takes everybody home where they don't want to leave the club. They don't want to leave yeah. the dance floor. You know, they want more, 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 you know, being able to witness that is so amazing. You're working behind the scenes, but I think that's what makes you amazing. Now, let me tell you the other thing that I think that's also special is that you also cater to the LGBT crowd. Yes. Which is oh, a very yeah. big difference. Now tell them about when um, the annual booze cruise that you that first you've been a part of. Me, first of all, I want to give a shout out to Vivian. She's the promoter of the booze cruise. So every summer she takes a boat, Marina Del Rey, downtown Long Beach. She rents out a boat and she has an all white party every summer. Um, top floor Latin. Uh, downstairs she has hip hop and and dance and dance hall. And she took a complete chance on me. Um, you know, Vivian didn't know my music from a can of paint. Uh, she she never heard my my music before, but she believed in me. And I've been DJing the booze cruise for five to six years. It's an all LGBT, all white booze cruise, and that's that gig has really blew my career up. Um, I mean, I can't thank her enough, but it's actually one of my favorite gigs. Just as you've been to there, have you as you've been to the booze cruise before? It's nothing but love. It's it's positive energy. It's good music, and um, it's it's nothing you. It's nothing. You, it feels like you're on a vacation when you're on when you're on that booze cruise, and uh, I love that Vivian has me. She I can do my own thing. She don't bother me. I just do my own thing, and everybody's happy. Yeah. And, you know, another thing I want people to understand, and I think it's amazing going to those events, because if it wasn't for you, you know, I wouldn't be going to those events. Right. I know. <laughs> but, I'm, yeah. but I'm glad that I've had the experience because it is nothing like what you think. If you have never been to one of those um, one of those booze to booze cruise type parties or any of those West Hollywood events, just like Kirsten says, or DJ Kicknick says, is that the women are so amazing because they are coming from all walks of life. Yeah. They are professional sisters. And you think that whatever, you, whatever thoughts that you may have is not what you think it is. They come in professional. They're beautiful. And the women are so beautiful and well-kept and, and yeah. everybody's just having a good time. There's no hangups. 
Nothing, nothing. Yeah, you have all walks of life. As you mentioned, you have professors that are there. You have people that work for the city that are there, people who work for the county. You have uh, probation officers, police officers. I mean, this event has a way of bringing everybody together and nobody's judging one another. Everybody's just having a good time. So it's one of my favorite gigs. I think it's one of yours too. Yes, I concur. There's one of my favorite gigs. And speaking of favorite gigs, so kind of let us know the uh, now we got to get into the nitty gritty of the ups and downs <laughs> of yeah. being yeah. being a DJ. Yeah. So let's start. Let's start with the ups. What has been your greatest success to date that you feel you know in this industry so far? Pulling up to that gig and it even exceeding um, exceeding your expectations. Definitely. That's actually, I'm glad you asked me that. I mean, I don't even know where to begin. Um, when people, when that song, I don't know if you ever heard that song, Last Night a DJ Saved My Life. You don't know how many times people have approached me and just said, you know what, I was battling depression. And you know what, your music selection made me feel good. Um, I haven't danced in so long. I haven't heard this type of mix since I lived in New York in the East Coast just that type of feedback inspires me it motivates me to keep going all the walks of life i've met doing what i love and that's the thing i'm doing what i love and also making an impact on people's lives um is more i i didn't i didn't think this far i didn't think that you know me just putting together a music playlist and mixing and and being creative would have an impact on people's lives has been, has been the biggest benefit of this DJ journey for me. Yeah, that, that's and that's great to hear, Kirsten, because the music does move, move the crowd. And I'll have to interject something here because growing up, we always grew up on music. And because of our background and where we come from, coming from the Belizean culture, um, you know, I think that's what makes you amazing because you're so versatile coming, playing the the reggae, the soca, the R&B, you know, so I think that's what set you apart. Um, I think for any DJ to be successful is that going back to what you said, you have to learn to read the crowd, not just come and just get the check. We want to feel the music because I can tell you for us growing, I know for me growing up when I, when I was going through my saddest times, it was music that what is what took me through that got me through and so I can music, agree with that too right yeah, absolutely. So music, right so it's very personal when you are playing to the crowd because you are touching their hearts and so that's what's important good music never goes away it always touches the heart now on the flip side of that though you've had it where you know maybe a gig was not so good i mean what Tell me what was the time that you had a gig that you were like, oh, hell no. <laughs> How am I going to get out of here? How is this going to work out? You know, this journey has not been all rainbows and butterflies. This journey has ups and downs like with anything. Uh, just recently, I've been doing a lot of Christmas parties lately. Um, and I was hired to DJ this country party. And the person I was speaking to, she was a black lady, so I felt like it was okay. 
you know, to go ahead and take this gig because I'm like, well, maybe, you know, it's just a country gig. They're just having fun and just doing their thing. But when I arrived to the gig, uh, it was actually no black people at the party, which isn't a problem. But I saw Confederate flags, American flags, um, uh, Make America Great Again hats. And it was a real redneck party. And I, I really felt like I didn't belong. Even the way they treated me when I set up my my equipment, they still were treating me like I wasn't supposed to be there, even though they paid me to be there. Um, that was very difficult to to get through that gig because I didn't feel inspired. I didn't feel creative. I just wanted, I felt like I just wanted to get out of there. But I still did it. I still played the country music as they requested. I still did it. And that's the only time, I would say that's the time where it felt like work. Yeah, that's crazy. I'm sure those was the longest few hours that you had to deal with of your life. It was long. It was long. It was hard. I felt like my, you know, my character was compromised. I felt like I wasn't doing the right thing because, I, I mean, you can definitely feel the energy when you're not welcome. Uh, you can definitely feel when, you know, these people, especially being in these times, you know, um, it, it, let's just say this, I'll never DJ a country gig again. I'll just leave it there. Yeah, and that's one of the tough things, not just being a woman, but being a black woman and still dealing, you know, with the racism. Being um, a black gay woman. Right. Three things. Yeah, three things, three things, a black gay things. woman. And for yeah. someone to treat you that way and... <laughs> To me, and I still say racism and all that is so stupid because at the end of the day, it's like we're not even the ones that's the enemy. We can't make any decisions to do anything. Look, and at the end of the day is that you were hired by someone else, but you came in, you, you chopped it up and you did what you had to do, you know, and, and, and that's what? Like any and that, job. And that, and that black woman who hired me didn't even show up to the gig. She texted me right before I pulled up and was, pulled up and was like, oh, I'm I, I'm not feeling well. I, you know what I mean? So I was really out there on my own. <laughs> I felt like it was a setup. <laughs> I felt your pain. I know when you told me that story, that that I, I felt the pain for you because I can just imagine. It's just like anything, like you go into any type of, not even an event anywhere and you're received that way. It's no good feeling. No, it's not. It's no good feeling, but it's it's a, it's a good lesson learned, you know, and I'm glad you still got the check. You know, it's a, yeah. so if someone wanted to do this, say they want to say, I want to be a DJ, I like music. What would you inspire them? What would you what would you tell them about becoming a DJ? You know, make sure that you're in it for the right reasons. Not every gig is great. You know what I mean? So you what drives you through is the passion. Make sure you're passionate about what you do. Um, you have to love DJing so much you would do it for free because you're going to be tested along the way. Um, you know, and definitely be consistent. Continue to be consistent. Be confident. And no matter what happens, you know, just keep pushing through because you, it, and every gig has something. You know what I mean? Every gig, especially weddings, um, <laughs> Everything has something and it's going to be your love and your passion that's going to push you through these gigs. 
You know what I mean? So you definitely have to love what you do. Now, that was the other thing I was going to ask you. How is it doing weddings? Is it harder, easier? Because I could I could understand weddings. <laughs> weddings are emotional. Weddings. So how is it doing weddings? Weddings are very emotional. Like I've had weddings where it was a mother and son dance and the mother had one week to live. And I've watched that son break down and cry on the, the, the dance floor. Those gigs make it very tough and you have to make sure to be delicate and also keep the energy, keep everybody's energy uplifted. You can't keep it sad. You know what I mean? Um, but weddings are very stressful because there's a lot of last minute changes involved. Um, there's a lot of family matters involved. There's a lot of emotions and, you know, it's, it's one way to describe it is, is a big roller coaster, but I love it. I mean, I feel like those, I love taking on those gigs because it makes me stronger. It makes me a better DJ. It helps me understand people more and, uh, you know, it's great. I mean, I love it. It's hard, <laughs> but, but I love the, I love, I love the journey that it comes with. I think what you do is amazing. You know, when I think about DJs, you know, I think about from the past is Lala. Lala always mm -hmm. stands out to me because I remember when Lala was just on the ones and twos and I don't even know she did a whole lot of DJing, but to watch her cross over into acting and make a life out of from DJing is, is inspiring. You know, and, and that's something that I would want for you is to be able to cross over, you know, maybe having a show podcasting look at what d d nice did over the pandemic dj for 16 hours i mean wow that was definitely inspiring but yeah that's great on d nice yeah i would want to see more i want to see a woman do that i want to see you do that <laughs> not maybe 16 hours but it, but maybe being able to cross over because and that's why i was asking the questions about how tough it is because I know how tough it is to be a female DJ in this business and yeah. seeing you doing, going from the backyard boogie to actually going to professional events. It's a big difference. And so, what you, difference. right. So what do you do? What are the boundaries that you have to place when it comes to people saying, Hey, you know, can you come today to do my DJ gig? It's almost like a band. You can't call a band last minute to come play at a gig. They have to prep. They have to practice, help people to understand what that's like when people come at you that way. Yeah. When people come and ask for a DJ last minute, it's like, okay, well, hold on. Uh, first of all, how many people are you going to have? Because I have to make sure I have the right speakers. Um, what type of audience are you going to have? Because I have to make sure I have the right playlist. Um, and, and the duration, like, you know, depending on where the person live, you know, I have to make sure gas is in play, uh, make sure the person agrees upon price. And that's another thing is that a lot of people who book, who are looking for last minute DJs, they think it's a hundred to $200. Well, no, um, you know, it's expensive um, to definitely have this type of career. We have to play for them to download all this music, to have the top 40 music, to 
you know, be able to stream, to be able to have the speakers, you know what I mean? To have the equipment, the gas, the travel, all of that, you know what I mean? So it's not, you know, as easy as, oh, well, can you just come and just set up? Well, no, because if I don't, if I'm not, if I don't have the equipment for the type of crowd that you have, then it may take some time to get prepared for that. You know what I mean? I don't know yeah. if I explained that right. No, you explained it perfectly. And I, and I asked that question specifically because I know how sometimes I've gotten calls for people for you that say, hey, can your daughter come and DJ this week? And I'm like, uh, I would have to check with her because you're asking me something last minute. And so people yeah, think- yeah, people think that you could just hatch it on your back and just go over there. You know, maybe their DJ canceled. I'm not sure um, what it is, but I res I respect your craft. And so in that, I would never tell them, oh, no, she could come on right now. Let me just see if she can hook me up because she's my daughter. No, it doesn't work that way. It's a profession. But the other thing I want to go into is tell people what your day job is. And the reason why I'm saying this is because I want people to understand that it's important to do what you love and do what you love more. Like, yes, you mm -hmm. have your profession that you do, but then you're also doing this as well. And how do you blend it all together? How do you make it all work? That's an excellent question. So I'm a banker by day, DJ by night. I work for USC Credit Union and I'm dealing with people opening new accounts and new loans. And then at nighttime, I'm DJing. There's been times where I've DJed a bar and I've had one of my customers walk up to me like, hey, you're my banker. You know what I mean? And that that's so funny to me. You know what I mean? Because it's like, yeah, I kind of feel like um, like Superman, you right? Where I'm wearing, I'm this square in the day with the glasses, with the suit on. And then at nighttime, I'm this whole different person. It kind of feels like, uh, like, I don't know, like I'm an impersonator or something like that. But, you know, I'm a master at both. I'm good in the financial industry and I'm great in the music industry. So yeah, it's definitely a duo life. And that's good to know. And that, and that's very encourage, encouraging because I want to encourage, especially the young people, the 30 something crowd, the 20 and the 30 something crowd where they feel like they have to be stuck in a job or career. I always like to encourage to do things that you love. That's what I believe is the key to happiness overall doing yeah. what you love. So that way, when you have to work that job, you have an outlet, something to look forward yeah, to. That's what, right, exactly. And I think that goes back to the mental health and making sure that we're living our life each day the way we should be living to our fullest because we're not doing things that we're, we're good at or happy at. People are afraid of taking a chance. You know, for you to come out and be a DJ was really taking mm -hmm. a risk. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, okay, getting the kickback. But I, I understand now that as you've been doing it for all these years that you are taken seriously. Now, I want you to tell the people, though, where they can find you to book a gig. Where can they find you to hear some of your pre-recorded music? Yeah, so I'm actually on SoundCloud. You can find me under DJ Cake Mix with two X's. DJ Cake Mix on SoundCloud. You can follow me on Instagram on DJ Cake Mix, uh, Facebook as well. That's what we 
you'll be able to find my mixes and stuff like that. Okay, that's great. And I'm so, again, I'm so excited to have you here. And it was long overdue <laughs> for you to come on, but timing is everything, right? Yeah. I yeah, think I we've I been think, in a pandemic. We've been, yes. so much has been going on. And the fact, and what was that like? What was that like during the pandemic and going through that and going through your DJing? And did it hurt it? Did you have to take, of course, a hiatus, but coming I back a, i chose i chose to take a hiatus during the pandemic sure i was offered gigs to do private parties during the pandemic but you know i just felt like it wasn't safe um i didn't feel comfortable with it because this was a new thing this was a new i never been through a pandemic before or a coronavirus before and you know i wasn't vaccinated at the time and i i i, I didn't want to do it because I was still trying to figure things out day by day. As the news was coming in, I was getting new information. So I took a hiatus for a year. And that was hard because, you know, I lost inspiration during that time, motivation. And, you know, I thought this was the end. I'm like, you know, I was once a DJ. I'm just going to become a full-time banker and that's it. But you know, as things in Los Angeles started to reopen, bars started to reopen clubs and the booze crews and things like that, I'm like, you know what? I can't keep away from too long. Like, this is my calling. Uh, this is something that I felt in my soul to keep. I just felt it in my heart. I had to keep going. Uh, this is not only just for the money, but it's for me too. It's for my mental well-being. It's for my love of music it's for my you know me djing these clubs and events and, and getting my playlist together was for everybody else to feel happy too because everybody going through something so i just wanted to bring something i wanted to bring that happiness back yeah that you're great at doing because it was much needed we needed that happiness and i i was a little worried like i was like oh i hope she's not going to just give this up forever because i know how that can be even outside of the pandemic life just happens yeah life happens and sometimes we have to take a break and i'm so happy though that you got back to it i'm gonna tell you a little backstory though when kirsten was little i used to take kirsten I, i'll say i dragged her to <laughs> the reggae concerts and i want to say she hated it like you know did you hate it i didn't think you wanted to be there you can be honest i loved it I didn't, you know what, when you were telling me about it, when you were telling me about it, I, I just was like, I don't want to go to no festival. I just want to kind of just hang out with my friends. And you know, I was a teenager at the time. I didn't know any better. Right. <laughs> but when you yeah. brought me there, when you brought me to the reggae concert, I was like, oh, this is a whole new world. You know what I mean? This It was actually one of the best experiences in my life. Yeah, and, and to see you come full circle and now to play all of those songs and, you know, and all of that music, I've seen where people walked up to you and say, what do you know about that? What do you know? Because they think like, oh, yeah. this is a, a, a person born in America is like, oh, she knows all these genres of music. We pumped it all in their head as a child. So I think, again, like I said, for you to come full circle and, and play how you play it out. And I'm going to say objectively is that watching 
you know, you play from the backyard boogie to now has been amazing to watch. I think my your best work that I've seen you that I've seen you do when you were at this at the booze cruise of the Marina del Rey uh, last year. I thought it was amazing. I'm hoping that Vivian will listen to this recording and put you as the closer because you had the crowd rocking. And it was the daytime. I mean, people were coming on the ship and they were dancing just to be in the background and watch all of that. I thought it was amazing. We had a good time, as we always do. We have a wonderful, great time, you know, and I always want to support you. always want to support you as an LGBT, hashtag LGBT mom, because I think that's the, the other thing is that enough parents do not support our children, especially in the Black community with religion and everything. We kind of... Um, Forget that these are the children that we birth when our job is to just love, love our children. My job is to love yes. you. That's it. Your life is your um, life. Your life is your yeah. life. Now, if you're trying to commit crimes or doing something else, well, then that's a whole nother matter. But my job as a mother is to make sure that I am encouraging you to the fullest because it is already tough enough being a black woman. Mm -hmm. Who am I to come in and judge you you know, when, especially as a, a person, just being a woman, I have done my own deeds, but then we get so hypocritical and we want to judge our children because we want to say, oh, they're gay. It's like, what are you talking about? They're still mm -hmm. people. They're human beings. And that's what I treat, treat you as. Do not, not, I treat you as a human being. And I'm very fortunate. I'm very fortunate to have you as my support system and you never made me feel anything when I came out of the closet and, you know, I mean, you built a very strong black LGBT woman. I excel in my DJ career. I excel in my personal, in the financial industry. You really pushed me to be um, the best person I can be. I really appreciate that. I really appreciate your support. There's so many people who are LGBT that cannot come out of the closet because of they're afraid of what the parents will think. And I feel so sorry for them. Uh, but at the same time, I'm grateful that you didn't treat me like that. So thank you. Of course. And you know, I, I'm proud of you. You are a testament to everything that I would have wanted growing up. And so I think you are a blessing. You continue to be a blessing. And I'm so glad that you came on here today. Thank you so much for being a part of On The Wake Up Radio. Yeah, this is fun. It's nice, right? What Did you feel nervous or you're okay? <laughs> I'm okay. I'm not nervous. You know what I mean? I feel like you asked some really good questions. Okay, good. Well, you know what? I think you did excellent today. And you know what? You're going to take us out with your 10-minute mix. And I thank you, Kirshen, for coming on here today. Okay. Home with well, thank it. you. Yes. All right. Let me get my headset on. Are we going to rock it out? Let's rock it out. All right.
Dinner removed, okay, we through, but I ain't finished yet. Can I slide with you? Spend the night with you? Just let me write in it, you dripping from my signature. I feel like your body inspired my intentions. You left the squad hanging, it's only time with us. You know I vibe different, cause you know my mind different. Her eyes say in my room, her body saying heaven on God. Tell me what you want, I go repeat. Tell me what you need, I go deep, deep. When I fall in love, I go deep, deep. You can copy that like it's easy. You look like you need proper. Come get this vitamin D power, proper. Be ready to touch when I reach it. I go eat it up, She I don't need to. Bring the diamonds on a Monday. Only hit the club on Saturday and Sunday. I used to pull up every week, you should have seen her. The way she did it, nobody could do it clean up. I seen her in a suit for my birthday. And I can tell you the reason these niggas thirsty. Now mama getting it in on the worst day. Now mama getting it in, she fit the school in the gym into a work day. I'm strong, she got me doing the dishes. Hell, a nigga down with the clippers to an extension. You so bad, yeah, you so vicious. I'm so glad that you're not his chick. She wanted a nigga, ain't got the right one. I wanted a back, she looking like fun. Put up on me, baby, it's been a night. I they saying I'm strong, they Vibrant thing, vibrant thing, a vibrant thing. And even though we both fly, we 
give each other space and not the evil eye. Acting like grown-ups, don't even try to hide cause the spot blown up. Girlfriend telling you she wanna see. I say I don't know, but you say gladly. And when we both do it, we go on and on and on and on and on and sweeter than Ben and Jerry. Can I rhyme well, you know I guess mine. Sitting around in my abstract car, this abstract thing going abstract car, yeah. Uh, such a vibrant thing, vibrant thing, a vibrant thing, yeah. Such a vibrant thing, vibrant thing, a vibrant thing. Check it, check it, check it, look at me, yeah, yeah. Such a vibrant thing, vibrant thing, a vibrant thing. Look at you, check it, look at me, check it, look at you. I just wanna see if you gon' lie, you gon' love me. I was getting bras way before I got the money. Honey, since I've been a star, they don't love me. The ceiling got stars when the star got no ceiling. Stick it out, poke it out, stick it out, poke it out. Yeah, yeah. she got a little butt, so what? Big back, she can show enough. Stick it out, poke it out, stick it out, poke it out. My regards to the bras that thought I was done. Pick a side, pick a side, and die in a jump. I've been letting things slide, they trying too hard Cause I ain't left the city once, to travel abroad I'm back on my bar, they sticking out Honda Civic We in the car service, I really just mind my business And pray that God sort them, can't really be long-winded You talking short money, today we not cost-cutting Can you stick it out? Tell me she was quarantining, brand new t- out And there might be a couple weeks to make them bounce So I mean it when I be like, what's the turn around? No, really, turn around, okay Too many suckers and not enough time To poke up all of them with one clip from in nine Probably leave a coat, holla at me. I'm a graduation, okay. 
DJ Cake Mix for doing this today. That was an amazing set. <laughs> you keep you rocking. Enjoyed. Yes. I hope you, you enjoyed that. I loved it. Cindy loved it. Cindy's in the background clapping her hands. <laughs> okay. Okay, cool. She loved it, but this is not going to be the last time. I want, I want to see if I could get her on Divine Femininity. <laughs> we'll have to okay. have you come back in the future for that. So I appreciate you, Kirsten, taking time out of your day. I love you, love you, love you dearly. I love you too, Mom. Thank you so Keep much being, for having me. This was fun. You're very welcome. Keep being strong. Keep doing you. Till the next time. All right. Thank you all, everybody. Till the next time. Peace, today. everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Individual. Thanks for keeping the lights on, Diang. Cindy Ashman On the wake up. This is It's Miss Max, health and culture owner of Ministry and Wellness, where we offer alternative solutions for people dealing with sleep, stress, and anxiety. Did you know 70% of Americans only get one good night of sleep a month? while another 11% report having insufficient sleep every night. Let me help you get the rest you need, while helping with your stress and discomfort through natural solutions that won't leave side effects. You deserve to be the best version of yourself. Visit ministryandwellness.com. That's ministryandwellness.com for my hand-picked and affordable selection. Have questions about our products? No problem. Book your free consultation with health and wellness advocate Maxine Sinclair or call 855-200-2774. That's 855-200-2774. Just get your body to move. Won't stop till we shake the room, yeah. Just get your body to move Why do I need to? Why do I need to? They're on the wake up play Won't stop till they 
body to move Won't stop till we shake the room, yeah